When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, a wonderful actress. And I, I, I'll tell you, she was in a, a, I think, a really underrated series uh, a while ago called Conviction. And uh, she was terrific in that. But uh, Ally McBeal. Uh, everyone knows her from uh, Law and Order Criminal uh, Intent, uh, Boardwalk Empire. She was terrific. Masters of Sex. She has a resume a mile long. She's terrific. There's a reason for that. And, and it is because she's wonderful at what she does. And Togo is her latest. And it's on Disney Plus, And it uh, looks like a great. Uh, great flick. It's getting rave reviews. She, as always, getting great uh, rave reviews. William Defoe's in that as well. But Julianne Nicholson is our very special guest, and I'm thrilled to have her. Uh, Julianne, how are you? Frank, I'm going to call you every morning for my daily affirmation. Thank you. <laughs> well, hey, listen, I'm I'm not kidding. I, I turned on a movie the other day, and I had no idea you were in it, and, and the role, you, you were just terrific. Uh, I, Tanya. Um, and yeah. uh, you're in that everything Thank I you. see you in is is like a standout performance. You're terrific, and uh, uh, other other actors you. bring you up as uh, as an example of somebody who really knows their craft and uh, terrific. But if you can tell us a little about uh, Togo. Um, I'm so excited about Togo. Togo, first of all, is the first thing that I've done. My children were born, who are age ten and twelve, that wow. they can watch. So that right there is like a joy, and. Um, it's Togo is about a dog. It's uh, it's an untold until now true story about the serum run in 1925 in Nome, Alaska, where there's a diphtheria outbreak, and the only means of getting the the nearest serum was by dog sled. And um, Togo was uh, the runt of the litter. He's owned by Leonard Seppala and his wife Constance who I play, Willem Dafoe play the incredible Willem Dafoe plays Sephora. Um, and they undertake this incredible uh, journey to transport the serum. And, you know, with conditions, the craziest conditions, there's a storm blowing in, it's 60 below zero, there's wind, there's ice. Um, it's a pretty heroic and moving story. Well, everything that I've read and, you know, I've seen the trailer and, and everything, and you, you might, your first reaction if you're a cynic might be like, oh, there goes Disney again. But it's a true story. It's a true story. And for everything I've read about it and, and heard about it from even cynics is, is that it's pretty, pretty damn close to, to the actuality of what happened, which is a very, very it's nice. Pr- well. Yeah. It's really, what I love about it is um, it feels like sort of a throwback to the older Disney films where um, it's not sugar-coated. It's an actual, it feels like the actual, you know, telling of the relationship between this man and his dog, but they're not trying to make the dog into a person. They're not trying to cute him up. It's just sort of capturing what that is, that you know, the, that bond, which has been around for thousands of years. Um and it is a true story. So there is 
um, you know, there is real danger and adventure. And our director and DP is also the, he's, yes, the man who directed directed it, Eric Sincor, is also the cinematographer. And he's got years, and he's a wilderness guide, a first responder. Um, he's done Fast and Furious movies, so he has a real understanding of the elements that we were in but also capturing action and he also had a wolf for 12 years so he also you know relates to the dog story so there's a lot a lot there i think he's done a really wonderful job well let me remind everyone if they're just joining us a little late or turning on their radios a little late frank mckay here with just a fantastic actress and i'm thrilled to have her julianne nicholson and uh, she is uh, she's wonderful in every Boardwalk Empire, Law and Order, Criminal Intent. I, I could sit here for an hour just talking about uh, the the resume she's put together. But the the quality of work is uh, is is really what's impressive with Julianne. And when you watch her in something, boy, you you re- you get caught up and you almost forget that she's you almost forget that she's acting. She is terrific. At, at what she does, and it's always nice to talk to someone who's great at what they do. Uh, uh, Julianne, let, let me uh, ask you, you referenced the kids. Um, uh, you, this, is, uh, this is a story that they could actually see, and it's really not uh, from the trailer anyway. It doesn't look like it's sugar-coated. Uh, is, this, is this something that they've already seen? Do you have like a, a, a sneak preview of it for the kids? Have they seen it you already? Know what, Frank, I'll tell you. I, I had, it was literally like Mission Impossible. I had a link. I had to practically like give away you know sign off my firstborn to watch it. it i got it for a certain amount of time it had i had to watch it on my tiny laptop with my name sort of emblazoned across the top so that's what we all watched together there were four of us sort of huddling around my computer um and so it was my husband my two children and myself and we all have very different tastes in in what we choose to watch generally um, and this one just ticked all the boxes for all of us. And it was so thrilling. My daughter and I were crying, you know, it's, we're crying at the end because it's a very moving story. I'm not going to give anything away, but sure. it's, it actually sort of gets under your skin. And so we were sort of, you know, crying and then looking at each other and laughing because we were crying. And then the next morning she said to me, mom, you know, I was, I was crying because it's, it's a little bit sad, she said, but also because I was so proud of you. And it was just like, wow. okay, I'm done. Good night. Thank wow. you. <laughs> Drop the mic. I'm only drink. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. How great I is that? I work and I go away and they don't, you know, they don't get to see it. Because half the time, you know, Boardwalk Empire, like Law and Order, I don't want them watching that right. stuff. And they don't want to. So to be able to bring this to and watch it with my whole family was such a gift. It was so lovely. Uh, does that steer you? In, into uh, certain roles that you're going to seek out, uh, that you have that because you know you you don't have a lot to prove as an actress. You're you're, you're respected. You're respected uh, by the by the audience. You're respected by your peers. With with that kind of moment and that kind of situation, does that uh, does that steer your your thinking for career wise? You know, a lot of a lot. Honestly, what happens with an actor a lot is you know up until now and I'm starting to think at this point in my career to maybe sort of take hold of the steering wheel a little bit more but a lot of it comes from you know what you do um, that people think of you for other things and it's what crosses your desk what comes in and then it's sort of saying yes or no to those things Um, and for me a lot of the times it's just reading it and if I respond to it or not which is actually sometimes an unknown 
And then there are other things that it just sort of practically makes sense because someone, these people are involved with doing it or it's going to be shown there or, you know, there's a number of different reasons of why I, I take it or it's maybe I need to like, you know, pay the rent. And then there's yeah. that consideration right. as well. I love what I do, but I also have to, my job. Right. Um, so there's a number of different things to consider, but definitely, um, well, now they're getting older, so they'll, they'll be able to see some of the stuff that I do, but. Yeah, it's it's a consideration, and and it's something. I'd like to do something next that's a little bit. Um, I'd like to do a couple of things now that are a little bit more lighthearted. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to always go to the dark side. Yeah, you're always playing a cop, a detective. Uh, you know, like uh, yeah, you know, or there's like knows. some terrible thing happening to her. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to like maybe laughing on set. Yeah, well, that's that's terrific. I, and one one last question on that, and I'll let you go. I know you got a, a whole schedule ahead of you, but uh, do you think that moment, you know, with the with the kids, uh, do you think they have the bug to to be actors, or uh, is it something that because they saw Togo, let's say, uh, for for example, and they realize, hey, this is mom, and she's in this wonderful, that she's in this wonderful movie, and it's Disney and and everything else. Uh, do do they get the bug because of this, or did they already have the bug, or are they you know not think, affected? I don't think I don't think they have the bug yet in terms of like what they want to pursue. Neither one of them says they want to go into acting, so. I mean, maybe that will come as we as we go on. My daughter is going to do a sort of a community theater thing um, starting in the new year, but yeah, it's much nice. more, you know, it's amateur. It's more for like fun and yeah, that's cool. And doing it that way, and yeah, so we shall see. But um, so far, I think they just look of it, look at it as like if they, we're going to have a screening with with them and their friends at at a friend's house was a big screen, and so we've invited some of their classmates. Um, and I think that's that's the fun thing. It's more to sort of sh- you know show their friends like what what I'm doing. But they haven't they haven't spoken about wanting to do it themselves yet. If, and dare I say thank thank God. Yeah, what a what a great thing, what a great thing to do the screening with the the kids. I, I love that, and it's a you know it's a great movie for William Defoe. Kids are going to get to see a great actor that they probably wouldn't see, uh, you know, at their age, and uh, and and yeah. you to see that and then connect that with the kids. Uh, what a wonderful thing to do. Yeah, I hope so. All right. Well, listen. Thank you. I, I'll, I'll let you run. Julianne Nicholson has been our very special guest. Julianne, give us a website or a social media site where people could follow along with what you're doing. I'm on Instagram at Julianne Nicholson Official, and I'll be posting some pics in the in the coming weeks and sort of behind the scenes and stuff like that for Togo. Well, you're absolutely terrific. Congratulations on an incredible career, still going strong. And, uh, congratulations on Togo. It's getting you know rave reviews on, on the early uh, early pre-release uh, stuff. And I'll tell you what, just a, a great career. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Um, um, what a great way to start my day, and I hope you love the movie. I, I do, too, and I know I will. Take care, Julianne. Thanks, Frank. Have a great day. You, too. Julianne Nicholson, everyone. And again, uh, like she said, you've seen her in some heavy stuff with with horrible things happening around her. She doesn't want her, her 10 and 12-year-old uh, watching Boardwalk Empire. Uh, my kid was in uh, the, the second episode of Boardwalk Empire. If anybody watched that show, he was the kid in the dentist chair. And it was a pretty harsh, it was a pretty harsh scene. The guy was getting murdered and... And uh, it, it, language was was harsh, but anyway, Ju- uh, Julianne Nicholson is um, 
has been our very special guest, and Togo is the name of the movie. It looks good. It, it looks really good from the trailer. It's on Disney+, Plus, and you'll be able to watch it streaming, and William Defoe is always great. We'll see you next time on Break. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy-on, easy-off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a terrific actor, Matt Laurier, we've had him before, and he's just uh, uh, everything. Everything he's in, I could uh, I could watch, and he's just uh, he's absolutely terrific. Uh, CSI Vegas returning, uh, and it's uh, it's out. It's upon us, and uh, you know just uh, listen, just uh, you know absolutely, uh, you know absolutely terrific, and a uh, big reason why is Matt Laurier. Uh, Matt, how are you? I'm very well. What an intro! Thank you so much. Well, Good listen, to be back. Yeah, listen, well deserved. And uh, like I said, I you know I'm excited to uh, uh, to see you uh, back with this. But I, I I'm I'm into a lot of your other work too. You re- you really do a good job. How's it feel uh, with this upon us and this uh, this out there? Does it feel like uh, you're just putting on an old pair of shoes and it's it's like uh, riding a bicycle? Uh, is it different? Does it feel different at all? Um, what do you feel? Well, in terms of like coming in for a second season, or in terms of other jobs that I've done before. Well, I, I think uh, uh, coming in for a second season. I mean, uh, is this uh, is this something uh, that uh, is it working out the way you thought it was going to work out, or is it completely different than when you first read the script and and everything else? Well, it's definitely getting better and better um, because you know, obviously, you, you start to learn the job suddenly. You know, when 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 something comes up in a script like GSR or, you know, a gunshot residue test or whatever, you, you suddenly know what those things are and you know what some of these approaches are and some of these, you know, methodologies that the CSRs are using. So that becomes a little bit more familiar, which makes the job easier. And then, you know, there's also, you're getting to know your character more. The writers are evolving the characters more. You're, you're developing deeper and deeper relationships among characters. So that becomes really fun. On the other hand, as you mentioned at the beginning, you know, it, it is keeping us on our toes because with, a, with a, a gig like CSI and what the audiences expect, you know, people love the science stuff. They, they, they get into the development of the characters, but you can't, you can't sleep on the science either. And so, yeah. so, you know, you have to keep really pushing ahead and coming up with really creative and cutting edge it's not just the technology and how the things are solved and making sure that we're, we're really staying up to speed on what's happening in the real world of, of criminology, but it's also coming up with fascinating cases that that nobody ever gets bored with, and I think that they're doing a tremendous job of that this season. See, I think you're in an interesting situation because, uh, you know, and you touched on this, people people are more educated, people uh, that are into uh, different CSIs are, are following... Um, you know, the, the criminology, uh, you know, uh, differently. And a lot of them are like mini home experts, you know, and they, they're watching and they're watching what, uh, <laughs> what you're doing. 
And uh, I don't I don't do that in particular, but people do, and uh, people are very very into this. Are you uh, are, are you feeling that? Do you you feel the passion from the fans? And is that any different than uh, than doing a one off or doing a uh, doing a film? You know, I think that it is a really special opportunity to be meeting with an audience every single week. And especially this season, we're fortunate to be able to tell, we have 21 episodes, so we're fortunate to be able to tell a really long-form version of the story. And so we're solving really creative cases over week, every week. But some of these cases that seem completely distinct and unrelated actually may not be so unrelated. And so I think the writers have done a beautiful job of, of, of really, you know, I mean, I, to, to, you know, on a very base level, there's this incredible opportunity for engagement where, where I think that people are going to be still on the edge of their seats. Um, but it's, uh, you know, I, I think, um, I think it's a, yeah, I think it's a special thing to be able to, to be able to sit in a character and sit in the character's relationship and let those stew and develop over time and not have such a fast timeline to, to make it all happen in. You know, it's it's something. I don't think that answers your question. Yeah, no, no, no. no you, listen, you listen. You're right on. We we want to hear what comes out of you. It's uh, it, it's terrific as always. But uh, you, 21 episodes, right, for the uh, new season. 21 episodes. Uh, the, that sounds like there's a lot of uh, evolution uh, in your character. And to me, and again, this is as a non-actor, just kind of watching and enjoying, uh, like what you do and what you've done in the past. Uh, it's going to be interesting for me and, and I think a lot of people to watch it evolve and watch the character evolve. And I don't know, like, as an actor, if you're too busy working to think of it like that. But, uh, you know, you have an opportunity, uh, along with the writers, to, to develop this character more and more. And that was kind of what I was, you know, talking about in the, in the very beginning. Uh, to me, that would be very exciting. Yeah, it's tr it's tremendously exciting because every single script that can you do your homework and you prepare in the ways that you do, and everyone has a different approach. But every single new script comes out, and it gives you more information about who you are, where you've come from, the major influences in your life, and all those things accumulate. So you're never um, <clears throat> so as we're going into new episodes you suddenly, like if we solve a crime scene that's particularly gritty or disturbing or even traumatic for a character on the show, as you go into the next episode, it doesn't just go away. Now that person has that experience that they're dealing with and it's affecting the way they process whatever the next scene is that they encounter or the way that they deal with their relationship. So we see all these things accumulate over time and it just makes your character more and more rich. And then you also get into little treats, little tasty treats from the writers where suddenly someone from your past emerges and begins to give a whole different, um, you know, variety, a, a whole different color palette to who your character is and what their perspectives are. So the more that these shows develop and the more episodes we do, the richer the characters are, the more information the actors get. And it kind of is like a symbiotic relationship between what they're throwing at you that you can know and what you prepared beforehand and marrying the two. Yeah, it's just 
it's exciting, and uh, it must be for you. Well, listen, congrats on on putting together a, a great body of work, uh, and uh, you know everything you. that you've done. Congrats on all that. Congrats on CSI I Vegas. Before we let you go, tell us anything else that we should know, either about uh, about this show or anything else that's coming up. And and before you go, leave us with a, a social media website anywhere we could follow along with what you're doing, Matt. Oh, thank you so much. Well, something you definitely should know, Mark Algenberger, a, a like legendary character on CSI, has come back this season, and she's got a tremendous storyline. She's a wonderful lady and brilliant actress, and so we get to play with her, which is a real treat, and something that I think fans will love. And then, um, you know, coming up, I think we just have some extraordinary cases. One of the one that pops out is there's a there's a frozen celebrity chef that we come across who's been murdered and frozen in his in his, in his own freezer at his restaurant. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so that's a that's an exciting one. Um, and then I don't have any social media or anything like that, but I really do appreciate the shout out. Um, if anything, I would direct you guys to CSI Vegas. Uh, Matt, thanks a million for being here. Good luck with everything. Can't wait to see the se season. Thank you. Matt Larry, everyone. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. And uh, everyone, you know him from so many, uh, so many different uh, shows and, uh, and, and uh, uh, movies. Uh, he's just terrific. He's terrific in everything uh, he does. And uh, people know him from Friday Night Lights. And, uh, uh, you know, he's... Uh, What's it? Little Birds. Uh, he, he played opposite Juno Tempo, um, who I just saw in uh, the offer. That's where I saw you know the offer uh, about the the Godfather, the making of the Godfather, and the everything behind there. And I know people have different um, takes on that. Um, Parenthood. He was in Parenthood, Burn Notice, The Forgotten, Thirty Rock, and uh, uh, Down. It's a Hulu uh, Blumhouse show. And, um, hey, listen, uh, he was in uh, New Line Shaft. He's, he's put together a great career. Looks like a young young guy. I don't know much about him. But let me see. Um, I, it, I'm, I'm just reading about him. He, uh, he graduated from the, that North Carolina School of the Arts. I, I visited there with my son, and it's... Uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're very proud of this guy because um, he's uh, he's put together a you know he's put together a a, a really impressive uh, career. But that that place, I, I was impressed with it. Um, North Carolina uh, School for the Arts, and they they have a real good program down there and a, a live theater, and uh, you know heavy TV. Obviously, uh, they got a big big time TV. Uh, studio, uh, you know, looks uh, looks good to me anyway. I didn't see it in total action, but anyway, most people know him from Friday Night Lights. Uh, CSI Vegas is upon us in uh, second season, and um, look, people love these CSI shows. And Matt Lauria is, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing it, Lauria, uh, L-A-U-R-I-A. Um, I've seen it in print, but heard it very uh, seldomly, but. Um, uh, listen, terrific actor. Looking forward to seeing the 21 new episodes. CSI Vegas, Frank McKay signing off. Matt Lauria has been our very special guest. And we'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. This is Frank McKay. 
Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island Vibes. On 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now here's your host, Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Troy Gentile is our very special guest, and you've seen him in a million things, but if you're not watching him in the Goldbergs, uh, you're making a big mistake. One of the great shows out and it is uh it's been so successful and uh look i you know it, you, you never know when things start out if they're going to be uh be a hit and obviously this one was and uh it just continues to be so the goldbergs airing wednesdays 8 30 uh eastern time on abc uh so important here but so much more from tony Joni, tony gentile how are you good good how are you nice nice to, thank you for having me yeah, well, listen. Uh, thrilled to have you. Uh, what, you, you know, I, you've got to you got to be very happy with how this whole thing has turned out. I don't know what your first reaction was uh, when you first saw the script. I mean, did you have a feeling this was gonna this was gonna uh, take off? I just can't imagine that you would have believed it would be this long running. I mean, this is, nobody could expect this. Well, I think we all knew um, when we were making the pilot how special it was. But to go ten years. I mean, that's crazy, right? To go 200 and... Amazing. What, we're at like 200 and I think like 12 episodes that we've made already. I think 200 and like maybe six have aired. Like, that's crazy. That's unheard of these days. It, it is a milestone, you know, being on the show for 10 years in this day and age, in this era. It's not easy. No, I would have never expected us to be on for 10 years. Would I, did I expect us to be on for five years? Yeah, because I knew we had something special in its own. But to be 10 years on a show, 10 years, you know, in the 80s, 10 years doing different plots about the 80s and keeping it as fresh as possible, no, never thought that. So it's just been such, we're so grateful and it's been such a blessing. And yeah, we're keeping keeping on pushing, doing doing this thing. You know, one thing you didn't mention in there is uh, we're talking about not only 10 years, but 10 years on network. Ten years on on ABC and primetime. I mean, that's that's unheard of. You know, you, you're going to see a lot of shows come, uh, you know, with over the top and and the the great things like Netflix and Hulu and you know, it, it's it's a little different. But ABC, you're talking about you know, ABC, yeah. uh, amazing. It's so hard, so hard to get a hit show on network TV. It's so hard. It's it, yeah, like you said, it's just. That's why we're so happy to keep on doing it. And, you know, the fact that this year is a little bit, um, like, with the storylines, we're able to progress and further the show. We have a baby on the way with Jeff and Erica, which is exciting. Beverly's going to be a grandma. Me and Adam are going to practice being uncles with our Uncle Marvin. Pop-Pop moved in, which is great to add that element. Judd Hirsch plays Pop-Pop. It's just been, and and the scripts have been so funny. So, yeah, like you said, being on network TV and to, to continue to do this, it's, it's, it's awesome. Uh, Troy, have you had to turn down 
anything because of uh, shooting schedules? Are, are there roles that... Yeah. Anything like that? Well... You can't go on like auditions, right? Or you can't really do much when we're shooting because we only, because I'm tied down, you know, to the Goldbergs. But, you know, that's the, that's the sacrifice you have when you're on, a, when you're on a successful show and when you're on a really good show like this is it, is it is a little bit more difficult to, you know, maybe go do something else. But, you know, I like, you know, you just, you just, you're happy with what's in front of you and you keep on doing it and to get 10, like, this is any actors, a lot of actors' dreams to be on a show for 10 years. And I'm just enjoying it and just soaking it up. And, you know, I'm just really happy to keep on playing the, the role of Barry. And it's been so much fun. This year, I think he's matured a lot. Um, he's still silly in his own way. But, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of maturity in him as well, too. So it's been cool to see him evolve as a, as a, kid, as a person in the, in the show. And, um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. You know, I think you and and the writers have created a a character that has uh, it, you just you just nailed it perfectly. I mean, just the right amount of annoying and the right amount of lovable. And uh, I, you know, you don't you don't have a show lasting ten years with uh, with a. Uh, without interesting characters, and uh, and you know Barry, of course, is uh, just—he's one of the great characters that that are out there. And probably when you look back historically, especially as you go on, and and you know you're you're over 200 uh, episodes, as you mentioned, you're well over 200 episodes. Uh, you, people are going to look back, and the, Barry's going to be part of pop culture history forever. And you created that along with the writers and. I don't know. I, I mean, uh, you know, I feel like saying take a bow, take a victory lap or something, because that's it's a very rare thing to do. And again, you know, at 10 years I, when when I usually talk to people and they mention a, a gig that lasted 10 years, they're soap stars. You know what I mean? They're, they're soap opera stars. I mean, they're not sitcom stars. So, yeah. uh, you know, listen, I, you got to be proud of what you've done here. I am. Thank you. I, I I appreciate that so much. Yeah. I mean, I love I love I love my job. I love playing Barry. I love um, letting go with his craziness and and you know being funny and making people laugh and putting people through a ride through his craziness and you know helping the show you know just be itself and be real. I try to be as real as possible with the character and I. I, you know, I, I love playing him, and it's been so much fun. And like, I thank you again for your kind words. And yeah, I, I think the secret is I just love it. And the writer, the writers have given me so much to, you know, work with throughout the years. All the different wardrobes I've had to wear, like when we do our little gags, like you know, being like Boy George, or right. you know, being a cowboy for an episode, being Indiana Jones for an episode—you know—they've done so many things that have allowed me to have fun and keeping it new, and, and still, I love going to work every single day. So, yeah, and I, uh, I just the, the, the character is so great, and he's lovable, like you said, but he's also annoying, but he's not too annoying. I feel like so. To be able to keep on doing that and evolving as a, as a, as a person with Barry in the show has been awesome. And the writers have done such, such a great job of allowing me to evolve as a character and do what I want. And, yeah, we just work really well together. You know, I think the first time I ever saw you was uh, playing young Jack Black a couple of times, actually. How did that all come about? Uh, did you know Jack from the outside world or uh, did you just audition? No. 
Yeah, so Tenacious D was the first uh, Jack Black thing I did. It was there was Tenacious D, and then there was Nacho Libre, and then so for Tenacious D, I went to the audition, and they were like, they they liked me a lot, and then they the, the same day, or I think it was the next day, it was the next day, um, I got a tape from Jack Black, um, doing the whole song Kickapoo, which is the song that I performed in the movie um, by Tenacious D. And um, he sent me a tape because the original audition was just go in and like do the School of Rock song because School of Rock had just come out like a couple of years right. ago. But then they wanted me to do the the explicit, you know, Kickapoo version, which is a lot of cuss words and a lot of right. craziness. And Jack Black filmed literally filmed a video of him doing it. And I just, you know, I imitated his um, impressions and I uh, they booked me for the role. And then I got to meet him, and then, um, yeah, Tenacious D was so much fun uh, to work on. Till this day, that was, like, one of my favorite, that one of my favorite things I've ever worked on. And it was just so cool. And then I eventually got Nacho Libre, I think it was, like, a year or two later, which was really cool. But Tenacious D was, was awesome. And to have Jack Black send me comedic, a legend, a comedic legend, and send me uh, a, a video of him doing his song and copying him is just awesome. And I could imitate all day, so it made it very easy. But that, that was that story to Tenacious D, and yeah. Troy, what a, what a career you've put together and still going strong. Do you have a website or a social media site uh, that you could point to and, and we could follow along with? Follow my Instagram, Troy Gentile 08. Just follow me on there. Um, awesome stuff coming out but right now we got season 10 of the Goldbergs keeping keeping on that keeping pushing on that and you know it's been this season so much fun um make sure you guys tune in tomorrow 8 30 ABC it's a funny episode man of the house directed by the uh David Katzenberg who's done so many episodes for us so yeah we're super stoked to still be here and thank you for having me uh, congrats to you and the whole cast for a, a great run, still going strong. Troy Gentile, thanks for being here. Thank you. Troy Gentile. Yeah, he played young Jack Black in those two movies, Pick of Destiny, Tenacious Deep in, in the Pick of Destiny, and Nacho, uh, Nacho Libre, that was the wrestling movie where uh, Jack Black played the, uh, the, the, uh, the wrestler. And the young Jack Black was uh, was played by by Troy Gentile, uh, Gentile, and um, just a uh, you know just uh, just a, a great role. When you get Barry uh, Goldberg as uh, as a role in the last ten years, you know, I mean, just think about that. Ten years on network TV, not bad, you know, not bad. Like I said, when you talk to people about a ten year run on television it's usually it's usually somebody who's um uh, doing a soap opera you know <laughs> those guys do 20 30 40, 40 years on on tv these soap operas go forever and you know i've said it before you know you you uh, you get a hold of a, a you know a guy gal on on uh, a soap opera they're very very grateful for that steady work in all those uh, in all of those years and uh, and they get to used to shooting real quick, but this this isn't that. This is sitcom, big time, network sitcom. The Goldbergs. It's upon us Wednesdays, eight thirty Eastern. Frank McKay signing off. Troy Gentile, 
has been our very special guest. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. In many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone. To breaking it down, Frank McKay here. Thrilled to have Tyrus here with us, uh, aka George Murdoch, and uh, he's a pro wrestler and uh, commentator, political commentator, uh, former bodyguard for Snoop Dogg, and now author. Uh, adds to his resume, uh, and it's called Name of the Book, and it's just out yesterday. Just Tyrus, a memoir. Uh, and it's it promises to to be very inspirational, very entertaining, and uh, everything else you you could imagine. It's a must get. Everyone, please get this book. Tyrus, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm I'm maintaining, man. How are you today? I, I'm doing terrific. And uh, if you can, uh, let us know if there's anything that that you may have forgotten about or that you may have suppressed that came out in, in the process of writing the book. Man, that is that is a phenomenal question, man. Um, yeah, a lot of things that you don't think about come about. Uh, I would say that everyone should write a book, whether you publish it or not, even if it's just for yourself, uh, about your life. And it's amazing how much one thing is like a chain link, like, oh, this and oh, that. And even after uh, the book was done, there was things that I had not even thought about when I was uh reading the finished copy back that I was like, Oh, I left this out and Oh, I forgot this. And Oh, there was this part. So yeah, I mean, probably the biggest thing like was stuff with my childhood. I think I, uh, I had forgotten a lot about the relationship of my uh, foster dad and me and how uh, special he was to me. So that was, uh, that was one of those feel good things where you just kind of like, wow, I forgot about that. And then it just kind of like one of the stories uh, I talked about, I used to, I used to be obsessed with want to catch frogs in Peabody, Massachusetts. There's not a lot, there's not a ton of them out there. And uh, he would take me to the front yard and look and look for hours with me in the grass and rocks and stuff for frogs. And he knew damn right well, there was no frogs out there, but he did it just to do something with me. And you know, that, uh, that, happy memory I had completely forgotten about. So, uh, and I was, I was fortunate that I got to, to relive that for a little while. So yeah, a lot of things, a lot of things come up. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Uh, what, a, what an awesome uh, thing for, for a dad and a, a father figure to, uh, to do is just ignore the logical and just, uh, just spend time right. any way you can. It's just great. Yeah, and, it, and and we all need to. And I'm a parent now, and I do it all the time, and I don't. I never really realized where I got it from, you know. Yeah. And yeah. you know, even it's weird. It's it's a it's a, such a great question, man. Uh, even like I named uh, my daughter's name is uh, Georgie, and I didn't even realize his nickname for me was Georgie. It's like you you subconsciously forget stuff, you know. And um, I was just I was just like 
I didn't, I, it's just, it's really a, a, a process, you know, and the success of the book has just been, uh, I'm just, I'm a little bit shocked. Uh, you know, I broke, we broke it at number one. Uh, we're still Amazon number one bestseller and Barnes and Nobles this morning, we became the number one bestseller and uh, we're sold out in a lot of stores and a lot of reorders and stuff. And it's just been um, really a humbling process. And uh, I'm just uh, really excited about, um, that I did, that I went ahead and I did this, wrote this book and it wasn't easy. I mean, I even got dropped on my, uh, I got dropped on my, with my first, uh, publisher. Hmm. So, you know, and, uh, they just said that my book had no direction. Uh, unfortunately I had a, they assigned a ghostwriter to me who didn't do any work. He just took my money. Oh man. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And he was giving me bruh, every excuse in the book, like, Oh, Hey, can I see a chapter? You know, cause I would write stuff of pages around pages but i was writing like i was told just write whatever i feel you know and then send it to him and then he'll piece it together and make it work and so i was doing this or doing like three hour recordings with him and, and trying to this that whatever and i kept saying well hey can i see this and I, oh you know it's part of my process i don't like to show my work till it's done you know and i thought oh yeah you know it's a it's a writer thing it's an artist thing so you know i get it you know, cool and uh walter kern uh who is a great uh writer uh, I had, he does the great Guffell show every so often. And, uh, I had read his book, Love Will Let Out. And it was one of the things that inspired me to write a book. So, uh, I was telling him like, oh man, you know, it was like, I got this real weird artisty, uh, ghostwriter because, you know, every time I ask him to see something, he says, it's part of his process not to show his work. And he said, uh, no, that's what, uh, that's wow. no, um, let me get has his printer been broken or has he been sick a lot? And I was like, yeah, how do you know all this? He goes, yeah, cause he's not done the work. Yeah. Wow. And I, I reached out to my uh, editor and I was like, I don't think he's doing the work, man. And so he was like, oh, let me check with him or whatever. And he demanded to see uh, a few chapters and he had nothing to send him. He said that his computer drive had been erased. I'm like, yeah, the FBI, wow. the FBI kicked in the door. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, but then it backfired on me because I was like, well, we need to get rid of that guy and just get me a new uh, writing coach or whatever. And he, they just said, no, nah, you know what? Your book doesn't really have any direction. And I was like, yeah, no kidding. I, of course it doesn't. Like the dude didn't do any work. Like I just was following his directions. And uh, I said, but I'll, you know, get my work back and I'll just finish it myself. And he was like, yeah, we're just going to go another direction. Thanks for your time. And, uh, you know, it, that was just kind of, but that kind of goes with the book. Like that's been never accepting. No has been a strong theme in my life. And, uh, and I've been told no a lot. And the book talks about that. You know, there's a lot of, um, getting punched in the mouth in this book. It's not a, a, um, there's not a lot of happy endings. There's just, you continue to grow. And so, you know, and then I actually reached out to the, the shady, uh, ghostwriter and basically said, you have my work. I know you do. I sent it all to you and you need to either give it to me. I need to finish this. I'm going to finish it on my own, you know? And, uh, he was like, uh, actually I know, uh, uh I have a friend I've worked with or uh, a guy I've worked with over at post Hill press. And maybe he might be interested in, in the work or whatever. And, uh, he's like, but I still don't have it. And I was like, okay. Wow. So I, managed to find an old email like i was hours digging through emails and then i found the email and um 
I had a meeting with uh, Jacob and Alan over at Postal Press, and I told him exactly what happened. And I, my, I got an agent at that time, uh, Myra, and she was like, I think you told him too much. And I was like, I, I got to do this my way, you know, and that's the only way it's going to work. And they were like, they loved my honesty, and they said, you know what, we'll roll the dice. And now they are uh, doing cartwheels over at Post Hill. So, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's really been, but that's kind of how life goes for me it's always you know the first time wrestling was the same thing went the first time got let go you know uh and then came and went and then came back so the the biggest message is like you we're all going to get fired we're all going to get uh, bad news and have bad days and have people don't like us but it's uh we're not judged by what happens to us we're judged by our reaction and so that's really the message of the book is like it's your reaction that dictates how you're remembered and how people look at you you know because Everybody, you, me, producer, everybody in the building that works today has gone through some personal hell of one kind or another, you know, and they... Well, I don't want to cut you off, but I know you got a lot of people uh, waiting to talk to you. But Tyrus, uh, it, and, and again, the book's name is Just Tyrus, a memoir. And you may be surprised that it, it went number one and uh, and pleasantly surprised. I don't think anybody else is. Uh, anybody who knows you and knows your work and listens to your commentary, real, you're an interesting guy. You're a bright guy and well-rounded guy. Uh, you sound like you're a great guy, too. Congrats on all of this. And uh, it, it, the sky's the limit. And who knows, a film next after uh, after all of this. Do you have a social media site? Do you have a website? Oh, yeah, you can check me out. Uh, I have two. I only have two. Uh, I have uh, at Planet Tyrus on Twitter, recently free Twitter. And uh, and I have... <laughs> And yeah, bro, I don't want to tell you how many new like how many new followers I got since Elon bought the company. So yeah. looks like someone was turning some dials down on old Tyrus. But um, uh, so yeah, uh, and uh, on Instagram it's Tyrus Smash, and they're both verified. If it's not a blue check, it's not me. I don't have TikTok or Snap or Facebook. Those are the only two forms of social media I have. And honestly, two is too too many. So that's that's where I'm at. Congrats once again. Tyrus, you're the best. Thanks for being here, and and congrats uh, congrats on the book and everything else. Uh, Tyrus has been our very special guest, and again, Just Tyrus, a memoir is the name of the book. It is a must-get. Get two of them. Get one for yourself. And get uh, someone who's uh, who's having a hard time, like he said. You know, a lot of a lot of turndowns in there. A lot of uh, a, a lot of moments of uh, of rejection and and everything else. Uh, yeah, he's he's put together an incredible life, and he writes about it. Uh, you know, painful um, process to um, uh, to to write about your book. I've written eight books, or and and co-written or co-written eight books and more. Uh, that haven't been out, but never a memoir. I got to believe that's that's a very difficult thing to do. Um, Just Tyrus is the name of his book, a memoir, and uh, you know what a you know hey listen what a career. Another pro wrestler. I, I you know I'm I'm not a, a a big wrestling guy, but you know some of these wrestling uh, folks and wrestling professionals are, uh, uh, are are some of the most interesting guys. And you know look Jesse the Body Ventura went on to be governor and. Uh, you know, The Rock, I mean, and I don't even know if many people know he's a wrestler anymore or that he was a wrestler. What a great career. Tyrus, uh, maybe uh, about be, about to be the same uh, same thing, and uh, who knows where this book goes. It's number one right now, and it's 
uh, Sky's the Limit just it just was released and it's it's selling like hotcakes and uh, good for him. He sounds like a great guy. Uh, just Tyrus, a memoir is the name of the book. Please get it. Frank McKay signing off. Uh, former bodyguard for Snoop Dogg and pro wrestler and uh, political commentator Cyrus. Uh, Tyrus has been our very special guest. So just Tyrus, a memoir. Um, Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.